learning from YouTube videos as a, a North Star problem that can guide what technical challenges that we need to solve. Uh, and the North Star problem that I have is very easy to specify. I want my robot to cook me breakfast. Uh, I ask the robot uh, to, to do something like, I want my eggs. Uh, I want a California omelet with cut avocados and uh, well, uh, well cooked omelet. Let's just say that, right? Mm -hmm. My robot goes to YouTube, searches for the recipe and top 20 videos show up for something like this. What happens beyond that? Like, so this, this internet scale information retrieval is a problem we can solve. I'm not saying it's completely solved, but we can solve uh, reliably, right? So with some information and language, you can get to meaningful descriptions. But beyond that, connecting it to the robot actually attempting it in my kitchen is just not solved. How do you know each of the steps is successful? So for example, that the recipe was something like grab eggs from, from the fridge, uh, break eggs, mix eggs, uh, then pour the mixture into a pan, heat pan, flip omelet, done kind of thing. Let's just say that. Each of these steps actually have a done condition. That done condition is never specified. How does a robot actually build a classifier for when done? Right? When, you, when is it starting? When is it good to stop? Right? When it's cooking, yeah. what is a good time to call it cooked? Right? And, and now you can argue, oh, but, we, but where is the data going to come from? Uh, how does it do this for a large set of actions, right? There's like a very broad set of actions that needs to happen. So now this brings us to like what technical problems. From a top-down perspective, first technical problem me and my group are interested in is exactly this problem of video understanding. To be very precise, not video understanding from a, a information retrieval perspective, but video understanding from an embodied intelligence perspective for recognition. What does it mean to open a door, open a laptop? What does it mean to break an egg? Uh, what happens or what changes are, are happening in the world so that when an actor is attempting to do this, they can imitate. So that's number one. Number two is what I call 3D understanding. So, so far, all of these things are assuming image data, but often, understanding objects from a 3D perspective. So this is yet again, slightly different from a lot of 3D understanding in vision, but understanding 3D objects is important. I can ask you, for example, this is an object. Can you use this as a hammer? Many people might say, no, this is a computer mouse, but I can argue I can, I can use this as a hammer. Uh, so then this basically means that you have an understanding of the shape and the task. So. So the first problem understanding videos was what needs to happen, right? The second problem is now given an object and a scene, a problem instance, how are you going to do this? If you don't understand the what, you will not be able to adapt the how. The third part of the problem is how are you going to learn to do this? This is where uh, a lot of the focus I believe should be on uh, methods like batch reinforcement learning or what is recently being called offline reinforcement learning or imitation learning. In principle, you can have a lot of data either from your own experiences or from other people, other robots experiences. And uh, all of this data is or may or may not be from this particular problem instance, but you should be able to draw something from this data. So that's like the third part of the problem, right? So it's like 
just to repeat the first part of the problem was what the second part of the problem was how the fourth part uh, the third part of the problem is how to learn this from existing data and finally uh, the problem is so far i've only talked about like the high level problem spaces but the mechanics of it will also play into come into play and the mechanics is when you talk about learning it's not that some naive machine learning model will be able to do all of this uh, this has not been the case in computer vision not has been the case in natural language processing uh, and i don't suppose suspect that this would be the case in reinforcement learning for robotics either now what are these abstractions and uh, model architectures and priors that will help inductive biases so in that case i believe there needs to be two particular kinds of inductive biases one is causality so you can build causal models for either the dynamics or the value function in reinforcement learning that is doing credit assignment uh, so an example can be obvious things of causality is dynamics where you can basically say if i understand the understanding of causal examples where like if i tap the egg it breaks kind of thing then i can plan for such actions that will result in breaking the egg if i'm attempting to break the egg the other thing is uh value function based causality so in the sense that if the omelet is not tasting good because it was not uh uh, pro cooked properly then the thing that you did long ago which was mixing the eggs if you did not mix them properly uh, then whatever you do after is not going to be good uh, right so then it's causality from value function perspective where you are saying that it's not good right now because you did not, did not mix it properly this is not an immediate action relation so that's also causality right you are basically saying instead of dynamics you are doing this in value function spaces so that's one kind of what you would call structured inductive biases that we do not yet have in our reinforcement learning or decision making paradigm and then the other uh, kind of inductive biases are architectural kind of inductive biases where uh, we need to bring ideas together from geometric deep learning and manifold learning into robotics uh, this again shows up in representations so uh, the objects uh, that you are operating over, uh, mm -hmm. let's say input objects, 3D inputs, point clouds, or 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 let's say RGBD inputs, they need to. How should these models be processed? Uh, so that's one place where geometric deep learning comes into play. Another place where geometric deep learning deep learning also comes into play is uh, topological solutions and and uh, ordering over topological solutions. Let's say you can solve this problem. Let's say I can stir with my left hand and right hand. Which one should I do? Uh, perhaps either of them uh, are fair game. I can keep them around both, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so when you have topological structure or any sort of non-Euclidean structure in the data or the space of policy parameters and weights, then you need special structures to be able to handle that. So yeah. So I think uh, yeah. it was a long answer to your question of what are the challenges. I can repeat that in like one line. Mm. We need to understand what needs to happen in the world. Then we need to contextualize how will I achieve this with the set of tools that I have in front of me. Uh, then I have to see how can I actually leverage all of my prior knowledge in doing so. Mm -hmm. And then finally, uh, the fourth point would be what uh, machine learning models would enable me to achieve this. Mm -hmm.
interesting yeah 